Welcome to the Holistic Icon Podcast, hosted by Dr. Nisha Chellam, a board-certified internist and holistic medicine specialist who understands the science of disease and the art of healing. Every week, Dr. Nisha gives you tips on how to take control of your health, because you are your best doctor. Here's your host and author of Transform Your Thyroid, Dr. Nisha Chellam. We have a very interesting topic because I think we need to... Um really identify uh, people who should go to a functional medical doctor and who should not be. I think it's, it, it's very clear cut, the ones who will actually benefit from a functional medical doctor. So I'm Dr. Chalam, and uh, this is Marina, our nutrition Hello. coach from a Holistic and Integrative Center of Novi. We call ourselves Holistic Icon for short, and I think it's easier to remember that way. So um, a lot of times we, we've done this functional medical practice um, kind of exclusively for a couple of years now, but I've done it with insurance for quite a few years. And I've come to the conclusion there are some people functional medicine is not a good fit at all. Now, what is functional medicine? We've gone over this over and over again, but we'll repeat that. Functional medicine is the it's a detective work is addressing getting to the root cause of why you have a symptom or disease. It's not as simple as I'm going to eat healthy. I'm on a paleo diet. I'm taking supplements. That's not functional medicine. Functional medicine is really understanding why there is a dysfunction. So it requires a lot of biochemistry and physiology. It requires a lot of training for a physician who's done traditional medicine or any other form of healthcare um, or healthcare uh, training in order to become a functional medical provider. But a functional medical doctor like me also has to undergo extra training in order, uh, past medical school, in order to become a functional medical doctor or approach um, management of diseases from a functional medical standpoint. But there are some people who can never, somehow when they see an MD, they think, it's going to be the same. It's The approach is the same. And I want to help you understand the five reasons why you should never see a functional medical doctor. Let's start with number one. If sickness is your identity, what do I mean by that? If you've been sick for so long, everybody knows Susie has MS. Susie cannot walk. Susie has stomach issues. Susie has gluten sensitivity. If that's been your identity where everybody in the family accommodates you and it has become the way you are um, recognized in your family setting, in your social setting, and this is what you've lived all your life, Seeing a functional medical doctor will give you that different path not to be the same Susie that everybody knows. In other words, basically, if you decide, you know what, I'm tired of people looking at me as an MS patient or somebody who has all these extra uh, requests when they come to a gathering because they cannot eat half the food. If I'm one of those, because I have food sensitivities and other things, and I go to a functional medical doctor, the functional medical doctor will dig, will dig deeper, get to the root cause, and actually help you feel better that you may not have that identity anymore. Mm -hmm. You agree? Yeah. Because I think some people are just caught up in this mess of, you know, this is my life. And people understand. And I've seen this happen so much. It's almost like, and I do recall a client who came to us once a couple of years ago, 
and she was she wanted to do one of our programs and she was telling me of all the other things that she had done to lose weight. I think she was 36 when she joined our program and she had done almost like 25 different diets mm. over the years and she was heavy from the age of 6 and she always had a bloated stomach and other issues. And I remember her crying after she spoke to me because she said, this is the first time in my life I think I'm going to have a solution. It's almost my identity having this Mm -hmm. bloating sensation and feeling as bad as I do. I don't know what I would do and what I would worry about if that goes away. I mean, she was very honest (laughs) about it. And it was so funny. We both laughed and cried about it. But what I want you to understand is people who get so sick, you have to make that shift and say, you know what? This sickness, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want it anymore as my identity. If you feel like, you know, that's who you are, don't see a functional medical doctor because, you know, that will go away. Your identity will be gone. You have to find something new to worry about. Worry about. Uh, or enjoy. Should, <laughs> actually, I think when you see a functional medical doctor, a true functional medical doctor will look at all of those reasons why you're in the state where you are. It's not going to be simply about diet or your gut health. And I like, you know, all of these things, just eat healthy and your cancer will go away or just eat healthy. Your heart disease will go away. It may, it's not some, something that simple. It really requires a little more in depth. It has to take the whole person into account, their life, both external and internal stressors. The second reason why you should not see a functional medical doctor because it's a pain. This is this is the kind of patient who is an absolute pain to a functional medical practice. You know who that is? The one who has the conviction that getting sick is actually normal with aging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can help them. You know, they want to see a functional medical doctor. They want to do something different, but they say, don't you think my arthritis due to my age don't you think my breast cancer is due to my age? Mm-hmm. Don't you think, uh, you know, my back pain is due to my age? No, absolutely not. Or the genetic one. That's also oh, the other that's extreme. coming as okay. number three. That's, we have <laughs> five reasons, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're one of those who believes like, you know what, I'm aging and growing, uh, get, getting heavy with age, having a slow metabolic rate, having arthritis, all of this is a part of aging. No matter what we tell you, you're not going to really, it's not going to stick with you because you want to keep sticking, holding on to that thing. Hey, I'm getting older. I'm menopausal. So I am going to gain weight. Uh, I am going to have these issues. They do impact if the underlying health is really not good. As you age, yes, things get worse because they were bad to begin with. And now the support of your existing hormones is gone. The digestive system has aged too with all of the insults. So that's aging is not normal with disease. Aging is normal, but not with disease. Am I making that clear? So disease should not be synonymous with aging. So that's an, a, a number two reason why you should not see a functional medical doctor. Number three reason is if taking medications long-term to suppress symptoms becomes a way of life, that becomes your purpose. In fact, I think people would travel. They will take, they will call, you know, people will say, I've got to travel. I can't stay on my healthy diet because I can only do what the cruise ship gives me. But they will call ahead to make sure there's a doctor there, that their medications can be taken across uh, international lines. Mm -hmm. They'll make all these arrangements to carry that box of medications. 
but they will not talk about their you know, requirements when it comes to, hey, I'm on this healthy pathway. This is what I can eat and this is what I cannot eat. What arrangements can, what special concessions can you give me? Nobody ever talks about it. Mm-hmm. So that's the other problem. It's like I have people who would just get up in the morning and their ritual almost for an hour is like I uh, take my thyroid medication. Then one hour later, I can have my coffee, but I cannot eat my other medications till I have my breakfast. Then I have a routine with the breakfast, mm-hmm. taking in all these other pills. And then in between my uh, breakfast and lunch, I have these medicines. I have to take this particular shot. I have to remove this patch and put a new patch. I mean, their life revolves around it. It's almost like that's on a schedule. Whether their eating is on a schedule or their taking care of self is on a schedule or not, their medications are on a schedule. Mm -hmm. It's It's like their lifeline. Once you believe that's the purpose of your life and this is natural, this is normal, don't see a functional medical doctor because it would be a battle. It'll be a battle for the doctor, a battle for you because you think you cannot live without the medicines. I've said this before. Depression is not a deficiency of Zoloft. It is, it is something. There, is, there are some problems. Sometimes there are problems that have to be addressed with medications. I'm not saying no. But when you say every problem in your body is being ad- addressed by medicines or surgery, you're on the wrong path. It's the hardest patient for a functional medical doctor because you have not switched your mind to saying, you know what, I have it within me to begin my healing process. I just have to understand my body, my genetics, my metabolic processes and understand what are the changes I need to implement in order to get where I need to go. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's very important. Now, the fourth reason, if you truly believe that since a particular illness runs in your family, let's say diabetes are very common. Oh, my mother is a diabetic. My father is a diabetic. My aunts and uncles are diabetic. Therefore, me becoming diabetic is the normal. It's the norm. Mm -hmm. That's the path I have to go in. Once you have that in your head, I'm telling you, as a functional medical doctor, I struggle. I struggle to open that, your mind to know that's not normal. It just means you have the genetic trait. Even people who have, I was just listening to a podcast, a phenomenal podcast, and they were talking about the BRCA gene for breast cancer. If we said everybody with a BRCA gene, and I know Angelina Jolie made it like a big thing, you know, mutilating herself, taking out her breasts and her ovaries, and literally there's no difference between her and a man at this point because she's taken out everything that makes her a woman. But this this whole thing, like I have this gene, therefore I'm at a risk. You're at a risk, but there's no gene, no cancer gene puts you at 100% risk for cancer. I want you to write that down. No gene, no genetic trait puts you at 100% risk for cancer. At the most, it puts you at maybe 60, maybe higher than normal. Mm -hmm. Like 20% in the normal uh, population, you have a 60% risk. You can actually understand, you can reduce that incidence by changing your environment, changing the insults that your body would have. And I want to explain this. And if I get, and I think each time I get this patient that walks through the door says, oh, it runs in my family, therefore I have it, therefore I don't want you to address that part of it. I just want you to address my weight. My hypertension is separate. My diabetes is separate. My arthritis runs in my family. Just tell me how I can lose weight. They are all connected. Your body is interconnected. And I've said this before, your body developed from two cells, a sperm and an egg. 
whether it became the brain or whether it became a toenail, it came from those two cells. So whether your hair is falling or you have a fungal toenail infection or you have a tumor, they're all connected. And if you can't address the weight separately without really addressing why you have high blood pressure, why you have diabetes, and what else is going on. So I just want to make sure people understand that. But so if you are like, you know, I don't want to lose my inheritance. I inherited the diabetes. (laughs) Probably a functional medical doctor is not the right person for you. And five is taking medications, getting tired gaining weight and you go to your group of friends, you find they are taking medicine, they get tired easily, they gain weight, they have all these aches and pains. You definitely don't want to go see a functional medical doctor because these things have been normalized by the people you hang out with. This is saying among entrepreneurs, they say the life you have today is uh, determined the five people you hang out with on a regular basis. Very closely at those five people next to you, you know. Yeah. I mean, very, yeah. Whomever you hang out with <laughs> on a regular basis. I'll be healthy so, forever, right? <laughs> well, hopefully we will be healthy forever. But the five people, like if you have five of your friends who gossip, who talk about, um, you know, their aches and pains, talk about all the negative things, that's what your life is going to be about. But if you have five people who just elevate you, and they've also found in the studies, it's not only the five people you hang out with. If one of your friends hangs out with five other people and those folks are like overweight, the chances are you're going to be overweight. Mm -hmm. So your friends and their friends become very important. You'll find you'll hang out with people who can, where you feel like you belong. So if you're hanging out with a bunch of uh, men or women who are sick, who have pot bellies, who drink beer, who don't care about their hypertension and diabetes, you'll find that to be normal. That kind of a person, a functional medical doctor, um, is going to struggle with. And you will struggle to follow the directions from a functional medical doctor because what happens is, It's almost like a drug addiction, right? A drug addict, how does a drug addict actually uh, overcome drug addiction? Like when they have an overdose, they get into the hospital. The worst thing that we can do is we discharge them back into the same situation they came from, the same Mm -hmm. environment. Most successful drug uh, addicts actually move away. They move away from their old friends. They move away from that area where they used to buy the drugs in order to overcome that. For you to overcome your current chronic medical conditions, you got to move away from people who make it normal. And if you don't, and you see a functional medical doctor, but then you go back to somebody who says, oh, why would you go see that? I don't think that's normal. Even in my house, we've been taking these supplements and nothing ever helps. That's the problem. Functional medicine has never been about that. It is about personalized medicine, looking at your stresses. But the most important thing, guys, you have to have an open mind. You have to have the desire to actually feel well, to actually take that next step and stop listening to the things that on the, you know, the clickbaits, mm-hmm. eat egg and you're good or um, you know, all you need to do is eat this one fruit or take this one supplement and everything gets resolved. There is nothing is as simple as that. A lot of you, the journey to illness was a long journey. It had a lot of issues and the journey back to wellness is a long journey too. And you have to take those steps. So to go over the five reasons why you should not see a functional medical doctor, 
Sickness is your identity, and you don't want that identity stripped away. Number two is if you have a conviction, aging and disease are synonymous with each other. You will be, it'll be a long battle with the functional medical doctor. If med- taking medications gives you a purpose in life, you know, taking care of your disease states and uh, believing that medicines are the only thing that's going to keep you well, don't see a functional medical doctor. It's a, I've seen a lot of people who come to our seminars and you know clearly this is the first time they've heard the word functional medicine. Have you seen them running out the minute we're done? <laughs> they look very concerned the whole time. <laughs> they, they will look like, what is she talking about? What is she saying that disease is a choice? But it is a fact. Health is inevitable. Disease is a choice. That's kind of an offensive thing to say, you know, to somebody who is in that state. So I, I, def- I understand where you feel right. like maybe you're being attacked. Yeah. But you got to change. I, I don't think if I said, you know, uh, it's okay that you have these, these choices. You know, sometimes you have to make those categorical statements. Diseases sometimes is a choice. Of course, you have a genetic predisposition, but I want people to understand you don't have to accumulate these diseases saying it runs in my family. It, I am a, it's a part of my aging process. Those are not good excuses. Yes, I've had a rough life and therefore I had these disease processes because I've had to make these choices. I could not eat on a regular basis. I could not find the time to cook. I, you could give yourself any number of excuses, but as long as you acknowledge there was something that put you in that state, this was a choice that you made or a choice that you decided not to do something that got you there. But health is actually inevitable. We're supposed to be healthy. And every time, a, a classic example is a child that has a normal childhood that falls, heals very fast, Nothing offensive because we're, we take care of our children better than, you yep. know, we take care mm-hmm. of ourselves. <laughs> Though I have seen now, you know, recently I did see a mom who gave Coke through the feeding bottle to a child. I, uh, yeah, I've heard that before. My yeah, worked and at a I, restaurant. I, but again, it, 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 it comes down to they don't understand. It, it's really the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's an unconscious choice that person is making, right? right? That's what I mean by trust. I'm not saying I want my lupus, <laughs> but it's like I made a choice to live in a certain stressful situation or have a certain amount of exposure to a certain uh, kind of chemical because of my occupational hazard that kind of killed my mitochondria and therefore I have a disease process. We, w- what we're trying to say is you have to understand you can move away from the disease. Disease is really truly a delusion and it can be that health can be inevitable as long as you take the right steps. And the last three things is when um, it, it, considering each disease as an inheritance. I don't think that's true. And uh, hanging out with people who uh, feel as sick as you really puts you in trouble too. So turn around, look at yourself, see who you hang out with. And, um, you know, that's where we, we need to look. If all of your friends are chronically ill, then the likelihood you're going to be chronically ill is very um, um, high. The probability is very high. Are there any questions? Um, we do have a special guest that will be joining us shortly here. She's still on. Yeah. So we had put out a call to uh, anybody out there who's been struggling with, um, you know, symptoms, but, you know, they have not been able to resolve it. And we said, okay, we'll try to work um, through the symptoms and see what are the next steps you have to take. And somebody signed up. So we're very, very thankful. 
And a couple of disclaimers. This is not medical advice. Number two, I am not establishing a patient-physician relationship, but we're going to walk through how to think about these symptoms and what are the questions you should be asking your doctor in order to get to the next level. So, um, hi. Hi, Renette. Renette, so thank you for volunteering. Um, Okay. So, Tell us uh, what it is that you are struggling with and what you haven't had answers for. Oh, wow. Where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it's been about 18 years, okay? Mm -hmm. And after I had my daughter, which was my fourth child, um, the doctor said she felt a nodule. And at the time I was, I was breastfeeding, Okay. but she wanted to insert this dye in me mm-hmm. and, um, I didn't, you know, since I was breastfeeding, she didn't do it, but I started, uh, she, she explained to me what was going to happen. Probably I end up on these, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hormones or something. <laughs> Okay. And I'd have to be on this for, for the rest of my life, right? Okay. So I didn't like that. I didn't like to hear that because I've never been a medicine person. I've never, not even a painkiller. So, you know, this right. was a, a drastic thing uh, for her to tell me. And at the same time, you know, I started my own studying and trying to learn what I, if you go after the right things, playing around with symptoms and it's never going to change. So that's just my, my personal experience. So I wanted to um, do as much as I could myself to try to help the situation. Um, So it's been a long journey and I've tried a lot of things. I take um, some supplements myself, Mm -hmm. which tend to help. You know, I, I ended up finding out, that I have gluten sensitivity before then many years before 18 years ago, I found out that I was lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was before um, this, this issue with the thyroid. Oh, okay. And so then, yeah, so that the, the lactose was. Maybe so prior prior to your uh, pregnancy, it, lactose intolerance was before your pregnancy then. Yes, yes, before the pregnancy. But that was my first, fourth child. And in reading, I found out that a lot of times uh, females end up with a thyroid condition after a pregnancy. I don't, I'm not exactly sure why. I'm sure the pregnancy does a lot to our bodies. And um, so that's kind of where I am right now. But what, what I do for myself is I, I, I got rid of all meats. Except I do take fish. I do eat um, wild-caught fish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't. I found out I was gluten-sensitive, mm-hmm. which I thought I was doing a good thing by coming off the meat. But then I found out that, um, through my own analysis, one morning I didn't have a, a slice of bread for breakfast, and I felt so much better. <laughs> so... Well, this is kind of a trial and error on my part. Uh, I haven't really had a lot of direction from a so-called professional because 
the medical doctors, um, they look at you like you're crazy. Right. So, if, if you, yes. So there are a lot of issues here to start off with. And this is the journey of most people that they do. Like you go to a regular medical doctor and I just got done saying it. We don't go, you wouldn't go to your cardiologist for your knee problem. You wouldn't go to your orthopedist for your stomach problem, would you? No. So why do you go to your regular doctor trying to figure out uh, the resolution? What does a regular doctor do? What is the job of the regular doctor? Well, I understand that they're, they're supposed to be making money for the hospital and for the pharmaceutical no, companies. That's I, what I think. I don't think there's a conspiracy theory there that they're making money for the hospital. Their training is geared to look at a disease and say, what is the best match? How can I get rid of this disease if it's feasible? Like if I can pull it out of this person, if I can take the tumor out, that's what they would do. Or if there is a dysfunction, they want to name it and they will give a drug to tame it. That is what we are trained as traditional doctors. But everybody goes to a traditional doctor and says, you know, I think I have, if I change my diet, there is nothing in our medical books that says changing the diet actually cures cancer, cures your thyroid, or cures your, um, you know, hypertension. There's nothing that says it helps manage it better. There is, we, we talk about the Mediterranean diet is probably the most we get to talk about in medicine. And there's, there's no one diet that fits everybody. So the first thing you need to probably do is find a doctor who actually can get to the root cause of why you have it. Right now, you're like, um, not that, you know, you have done a lot of studying, but you have not done a lot of testing. So you don't know. You're thinking this is what probably helps with these supplements and you see it. So you're still not at the optimal because your testing is not done. So you don't know your blueprint, number one. Number two, you think you're gluten sensitive, but gluten sensitivity does not mean just eliminating bread. It may be eliminating corn. It may be eliminating legumes, right? So a lot of things go into it and you don't, you probably don't get into it because sometimes when I say gluten sensitivity, I feel like people feel like they are gluten, but your um, conditioner for the hair has gluten, uh, lotion for the skin has gluten. So you can get exposed to it. And the second thing is gluten sensitivity can be something that's acquired. So it's not something that, it, it is sometimes you have a genetic trait for it and you'll have a higher uh, incidence for uh, celiac disease if you're exposed to a viral infection and very fast you can have gluten sensitivity. But a lot of times it's an acquired problem. And I've said this before, thyroid issues are connected to the gut. And if you have food sensitivities, they are all one continuum. So you got to figure out why do you have the food sensitivity to begin with? So your body said lactose, it could be casein, it could be the protein in the milk and not the lactose, not the sugar in the milk. And then later you have gluten sensitivity, then you have the, or the thyroid, or maybe the thyroid nodule came in between and then you have the gluten sensitivity. They're all connected. How do you connect that and actually uproot the exact cause of it? That's probably your biggest missing link. What you're doing is you're doing what doctors do. They try to give you a medicine from outside just because you're taking a supplement. It doesn't feel like a medicine, but you're doing the same thing too, 
right? You're trying to say, okay, I'm going to give myself this because I've heard the thyroid probably needs selenium and iodine. So I'm going to give myself a little of that. But you don't know if that's what the problem is. It could be vitamin A deficiency. You've not checked that, right? So those are the things I would say you need to get your blueprint first and then ask the question when you go to your doctor and say, you know, I think I'm gluten sensitivity. I have gluten because I ate a bread and I, uh, or I missed a bread one morning and I felt better. The doctor's not going to register that. You can say, you know what, there, I have noticed when I have, when I take bread, I feel much lousier. Is there a way you could test me for gluten sensitivity? And you can actually get the test done. You can say, you know, I feel like I'm lactose sensitive. Is there a test for it? And you can read upon it. Sometimes you may have to take that test and go, but the doctor may not be able to interpret it because they are not trained in that. You need to go to somebody who's trained in reading those labs a little more in depth to tell you, hey, Rene, Rene, this is the reason you have these things and these are the changes you have to make. The supplements may be needed initially, but lifelong supplements is not the answer because supplements are not cheap by any means. And I find, yeah, it's about $200, $300. So this is what I tell people. If you actually take an account of how much you're taking over the counter, you're spending a lot of money on your health that you're not actually getting a hang of because you don't have the expert opinion. You can go it alone, which is a long, long journey, which means you have to actually throw everything and study just this. Because I can tell you, as a provider, I'm very confused about thyroid a lot of times. I have to read on a daily basis the most updated research, the most updated articles. I have every patient who throws a curveball at me. And I have to read. And I'm always amazed when people say, I've done this on my own. And that's why sometimes there are holes in the journey. So I think my advice to you would be uh, really find a doctor who can do a blueprint for you, number one. Number two, actually sit down and write down your symptoms in a way that a physician, if you want to go to a regular doctor and say, you know, I want to get these tests done through you, then you have to address it step by step. You cannot just go and saying, I read about all these. No doctor wants to feel like their patient knows more about the issue than they do. And sometimes, I mean, I learned from my patients. I've learned in fact, the very first journey into functional medicine was way back in 2005, where one patient of mine started taking supplements and I was trained all along supplements were wasteful and useless. And I had to look into it. And when I saw his transformation, I said, I need to learn a little more. So I learn a lot from my patients, but not every physician feels that way. Sometimes it becomes a nuisance because these are things you're asking them to do that they have no way. I mean, if you come and ask me about supplements about 15 years ago, I'd I'd have said it's expensive pee. Don't don't buy supplements. Today, (laughs) I understand, right? Today, I understand the impact supplements can have initially as you get to the root cause and resolve a person's problem. Does that make sense? And that's what we do. We say, we got to see what is dysfunctioning in your body. And usually it's a gut bacteria. Your immune system is reacting to something. And uh, again, there's something like the energy production, the mitochondria is very important. The health of all those things is important. The hormonal dysfunction is secondary to all of this. What do people do? They go get hormone replacement therapy. They start getting... And they say, I feel fabulous, but it never, it's not sustainable because again, you're relying on your body's hormones are getting upset mainly because 
it's reacting to something that's going on in your body. So it's your immune system you got to get checked. You got to get your gut checked. If your gut is impaired, even the supplements you're taking are probably not getting absorbed well. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of times people buy supplements with fillers in it. And they don't realize it may have some milk and they may have some gluten and you have to look specifically for those things. And sometimes they don't put all the ingredients and the supplements may continue to cause a problem. So it's very important. So I think in your instance, you really need to get to the root cause of your gut issues first. I think that's where the uh, issue might be. Um, So once again, I would say write down your symptoms. Go with a very, um, what do we call, very articulate question to your doctor and say, this is what I think is happening, but don't expect them to actually help you through the resolution because that's not what they're trained to do. You should probably see a functional medical doctor with whom you can have this journey and say, okay, this is what uh, is showing up on your blood test and these are the changes that will most likely give you, um, you know, kind of impact your health. Does that, um, you know. It does. It does. I, um, I like everything you said. I just have two short questions. Go ahead. Number one, um, before I got pregnant, I had um, pneumonia, and they gave me all this strong medicine. And I have a suspicion that that may have messed up my my gut. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But so you are right about it. In fact, there have been studies that show ciprofloxacin is a very commonly used antibiotic for urinary tract infection. One dose of Cipro uh, completely damages your gut bacteria for six months. It takes almost two years to recover from one dose of Cipro. So, yes, so I was suspecting that. And the second question I have is this. It happens to be open enrollment time for um, your medical plans yes. right now. Mm-hmm. And is there a medical plan that you know of that will assist in a functional medicine doctor's cost? I would say get a plan with a health savings account, HSA. And an HSA will cover a functional medical practice because an HSA means not a flex savings. You get a HSA, and HSA will really cover anything that you need to do in a functional medical doctor's office. But you need to put in enough to cover a functional medical doctor's practice because, remember, when you come to a functional, like you said, 18 years, I've struggled. In 18 years, it's going to take at least six to seven months. It's not going to be at least to get you on the right track. So what you need to do is look at what you're looking at. What do you want? Do you want just blood testing? Do you want um, like a resolution? Then look at what it costs. Get an HSA that will accommodate that amount and put it in an HSA. And what a health savings plan is, it's a pre-tax dollars. So it's not taxable. It goes away before you get your paycheck. You're contributing to it on a monthly basis, or you can give it as a lump sum, depending on the kind of HSA plan. Sometimes um, companies will contribute to it. That would be the best. And then you can also contribute over and above, and that will be phenomenal. If you get that, uh, that would be best. But I, there is no traditional insurance plans that covers functional medicine. There are the health shares, like the Samat- Good Samaritan, and uh, Liberty Direct, and there's a new one called New Health, K-N-E-E-W. K-N-E-W. K-N-E-W, uh, New Health, with a share plan. 
and you can go for visit by visit, they will reimburse you for a functional medical doctor. And there's a certain amount they will reimburse, which means you may have just like a deductible or copay that you'd have to pay, but they don't pay the doctor directly. You pay the doctor and then you submit the bills to these plans. So there are different options, but if you want to go through the traditional insurance plan, just get one with the HSA. Okay, very good. Could you could somebody give me the names of those companies again? Like, um, can I call you office or? Yeah, yeah. For the healthcare, we can also type it under this video mm -hmm. so that you'll know. I will put all the websites so you can click on any one of them and see what option works well for you. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, very informative. I, lo I love your sessions. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So any other questions from Facebook that we have? I think our questions were mostly tech issues with getting Renette onto our podcast, but I think we'll probably do these maybe a couple of times once in a while. So if anybody's interested in coming on live and kind of um, telling us your journey, because... I think a lot of people can resonate and connect with that because we've had very similar experiences, especially as women yeah. going to a doctor. And like Renette had said, you know, I tell them these things and you just get brushed off or you get a medication. Like, I know that's not the problem. There's something else. So yeah, um, it's good to share these stories with each other. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's also important to learn how to talk to your doctor. If you still want to be stuck with the traditional medical uh, insurance and the approach, know how to ask those questions because if you don't ask the questions the right way you're going to get brushed out they, and you'll find there's a big difference in how a woman who complains is treated and a man who complains is treated so mm -hmm. you need you really need to get your voice heard i see something on instagram i think people are waving i think on instagram <laughs> yeah we'll wave back i don't know it's too far away to actually send you anything i'm sorry <laughs> um so next week um December 5th, for those who are following live, we will be having Dr. Joel Khan. Yes. On. Um, he's the vegan cardiologist and owner of Green, Green Space, Space in Ferndale in Michigan, which is a delicious vegan restaurant. Um, so stick around for that next week. Yep. And do you have anything today for your nutrition? Oh, you forgot? <laughs> no, oh. no, no, I have it. Oh, I, you have it. I forgot that I have it, but I do have it. Okay. So, um, I've actually kind of been following along with more in-season produce that mm -hmm. we have available. So now that we're getting into even more cold weather, and I think it snowed like five times in Michigan now oh, before really? December. Already? It snowed a lot. So, <laughs> just FYI, it's very cold out there. Um, we're going to talk about rapini, which is looks like broccoli, like a little broccoli head, but mm. it has a little bit more flowers. Uh, flowers and little hairy things on top. Um, actually related more to a turnip mm. than broccoli. Okay. Um, although it is called broccoli rob, so mm. I don't know. Um, it's in season through December, so check out your farmer's markets to get some local fresh ones. Um, a lot of vitamin A, B, C, K, calcium, magnesium, potassium, zinc, and even omega-3, so very anti-inflammatory there. Um, it has a compound called indole-3-carbonyl. Mm. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> For um, est estrogens. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Helps to balance hormones and actually fights yeast infections. So they've actually found for women, it can be very helpful in a yeast infection or also for candida overgrowth too. So probably when people take antibiotics, if they have to take mm -hmm. an antibiotic, this might be a good vegetable to have. Mm -hmm. um, probably a lot of when you get, get done with it. It's awesome. Yep. Um, also vitamin K helps for bone health. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I believe one serving of rapini has your 
full amount of vitamin K for the day. So it's actually been um, very popular in Italian dishes. You can saute with garlic or also in a soup in your colder weather with garlic as well and lemon juice. So a new vegetable you guys should go out and check out. Rapini. Is Rapini. it available in all of the stores now? Have you seen it? I've seen it once in a while in stores. Like even Kroger will have it once in a while. Um, I'm sure farmer's markets have it though, local places. Okay. That, you know, have to rely on whatever is actually growing nearby. Awesome. Um, well, thank you again, guys, for joining. And as always, please share this video with um, whomever you think will benefit from looking at their health in a different way. We don't get into too many nitty-gritty details of how to take care of health issues because that will require a long um, time and it would require uh, a lot of a lot more work for us to do in the podcast but if you want to get to the nitty-gritty details of any disease processes you need to just let us know and for sure please download our podcast on itunes um, and as well as check out our website our website is going to get updated in hopefully in the next couple of weeks by the end of this year uh, so we have more information and a more organized way so people can get to what they want very quickly once again thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next week with dr joe khan bye-bye thank you for joining us on the holistic icon podcast Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit holisticicon.com to listen to past episodes. Want to take control of your health and live a life of wellness? Dr. Chellum's best-selling book, Transform Your Thyroid, teaches you how to overcome fatigue, depression, weight gain, and more, and is available on amazon.com.